You're listening. No. You're listening to the Buns.com Podcast Network. (laughs) (laughs) Buns, buns, buns. What we wanted to do is um, give you an opportunity to just highlight uh, Teen Week right now and the, um, the work okay. and your piece. And we also wanted to get some background on your experience being like a writer, yeah. being like a woman, um, having grown up yeah. in that time, and as well as a writer. And then we kind of want to get into some fun things too. Um, otherwise, okay. it wouldn't have the Grilly Mags flavor. <laughs> like a fun <laughs> quiz, maybe? Yeah, we're going to do a fun quiz with you. Okay. Okay, cool. Perfect. Okay, great. So, hey, um, I'm Lauren Presky. I'm Andrea Johns. We're the hosts of Girly Mags, a podcast where we talk shop and shit about teen magazines from our youth, such as YM and Seventeen. Today, we have the pleasure of speaking with Clover Hope, senior writer at Jezebel, which is an online publication geared towards women, launched in 2007. And if you don't know it, you're really behind because Jezebel's really big and you should know what's going on in the world. Um, yeah, so this week Jezebel's featuring Teen Week. Uh, so I was just wondering if you could tell us a little bit about that. So, um, yes, I'm Clover and um, we're doing basically a week of content um, geared around teens and um, that's pretty like broad and uh, general, um, but it's basically, um, you know, we brought some of our teen diaries, for example, and um, recorded videos of ourselves reading our old teen diaries. <laughs> we, um, <laughs> we are doing kind of like odes or like tributes to things we did as teens and then also kind of like more current things. Um, like we did a piece speaking to teens about Lil Yachty, the rapper, um, about why he's like their teen idol. Uh, so kind of just, you know, content like that, but trying not to be too, um, you know, uh, trying to be a little different from, like, the teen content that's out there already, but Mm -hmm. uh, do it and give it, you know, the Jezebel spin, um, make it maybe a little edgier and um, not, the idea is kind of not to talk down to two teens, um, but also kind of talk, talk about our own, like, experiences and have a little nostalgia. So, yeah, that's Teen Week, and for um, one of the pieces I did is uh, reading Teen Mag with a teen. So we, um, me and a teen, a 19-year-old named Hannah, just sat together and we read, you know, flip through old YM magazines and um, and Seventeen, and I kind of just got her take on it, um, you know, because it's interesting to kind of get, like, a teen's uh, perspective right now of, like, how you know, previous teens, um, like what material they read and how maybe that shaped the adults that we are today. I was was one of my contributions. Very impressed with um, the perspective of the teen that you interviewed. She was very intelligent. She laughed a lot at the dated information in the magazines. It was like a perfect way to capture 
the difference between the, the time from now and then and, and the availability of information and the intelligence and the growth of women right now um, in that age group. It was really well done. Yeah, she was super perceptive and picked up on kind of the language that is used that has now been uh, tweaked or changed. You know, like it's just a different, um, uh, it's, it's conceptually a lot of these like teen magazines are, there are things they would never, that were done before that they would never do now. But, yes, exactly. Uh, so yeah, she did, she did pick up on a lot of that, yeah. That was interesting because obviously we grew up in this time, uh, pre-internet where the availability of information especially for young women was sort of limited in terms of you didn't ask your older sister like you know your friends or whatever these these were the magazines that you would use to kind of guide this information um and we were doing some research and we found that in the mid 90s ym and 17 circulation was almost 8 million which is like a third of our country's population because we're canadian (laughs) so (laughs) That's kind of right. crazy That's to think thing. about yeah. it. Um, and to be a reader of those magazines growing up, uh, you know, just absorbing that information and not having the sort of perspectives that, say, that Hannah does where this language that they're using or this sort of, you know, kind of slut-shaming in certain areas, I feel like, or some of the information. We actually have a pretty good example of that uh, from a YM magazine. Oh, yeah, we have a YM magazine where there was the editor at the time was responding to uh, love crisis questions, and a girl wrote in saying that everybody thinks she's a slut and that she's only 17, but I've already slept with a lot of guys, and now I have a really bad reputation in school, um, and she's looking for uh, advice on what to do. And the editor essentially says that having an active sex life is not the way to prove that you're worthy, um, basically insinuating that you know, if you want an ego boost, don't have sex. Uh, join a club. <laughs> join a club, and then boys will begin to respect you and look at you as girlfriend material and not a slut. Yeah. So uh, yeah, we kind of wanted to see um, because you were a, a reader and now a writer uh, for women's publications. Like, what sort of cultural and social shifts have you seen, or? maybe when you've seen them, um, I guess, throughout your career? There's a lot of historical context um, as far as uh, how the editors have to have responded um, responded to, like, advice or questions. But, for example, what you just gave, like, there's, at that time, <laughs> there wasn't, like, this uh, environment of... Um, you know, like empowerment and um, the, the empowerment language that can sometimes be uh, excessive. Um, and there wasn't kind of like this uh, pushback. So now uh, the answer to that question or like the um, responses would be like very different. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I've definitely seen that um, in not just teen magazines, but women's magazines. Um, and Hannah, the, the teen who I read with, picked up on kind of... Um, some of the uh, some of the like editors' response, um, uh, even in terms of talking about um, you know like body issues and like sexuality, um, you know like one of the uh, there was I think it was in seventeen. Um, it's like a sex and body page, and one of the like I guess frequently asked questions, and one is one is like what is the clitoris? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I <really laughs> come across that. Yeah. Right. 
Right, yeah. So that might be framed, you know, the differently now, and maybe the editors would assume, like, okay, they, that the, their reader has some sort of base knowledge and go off that uh, base knowledge from the internet or from, you know, wherever, and it wouldn't be framed like that. Mm-hmm. Or it would be, you know, you know what a clitoris is, so yeah. let's talk about it. You know, like, it would just be, like... Um, Frame differently because now we have all this like historical context, like uh, educational context, and so many resources for teens that you can't just be basic. You know, like you can't just be, um, you, you can't just have like a base uh, kind of presentation of all this information. Yeah, I, yeah. I'm sorry. I think like, and that's what I got, and and I think Hannah and in your piece uh, got got that very clearly too. That it was a very linear, narrow perspective, and they were speaking to one person, um, as opposed to a, like a huge readership, which is like something like Jezebel touches, for instance. And and um, it, it's when we were, I was reading actually some of the comments as well. I don't know if you had a chance to read the comments that some of your readers wrote on your article yet. Um, but, uh, some, but one person brought up uh, an interesting piece that Teen Vogue had written about at the beginning of July um, about anal sex. And you don't, it, and I, I, I remember hearing about it and I was blown away because there's, there are publications out there now doing things that would have never, ever happened, you know, in the mid-90s. And, you know, when, when I start to think, like, do you, do you think that, you know, YM and 17, or more YM, but it was, like, a necessary evil for, you know, did they, these, did these magazines pave the way for, you know, publications like Jezebel, the new stuff that Teen Vogue is doing, and were they necessary to get to this place? Right, there is sort of, a, I guess, evolution of man aspects, where this is kind of, they were the beginning of the, um, the beginning of the feminist trajectory, I guess, or just kind of like, all right, these are, <laughs> it's kind of like this is all we have, um, so this is what I'm going to read. Um, you know, if there, I would love, I would, personally, when I was younger, I would have loved if there was, um, if they, even though, if those magazines covered, like, uh, content that wasn't just tailored to, like, white girls, and when I was reading it, I would always be kind of taken aback by the, um, like the um, the advice or kind of like the hair mm-hmm. yeah. tips or things like that that never ever like took into account that a black like reader that it might be a black reader reading this it would just kind of be about like straight hair or you know kind of and that kind of bothered me mm-hmm. um, so there there were things like that like you know um, uh, gaps in coverage and like blind spots that were gradually covered over mm-hmm. the years. Um, but, I mean, obviously, like, the existence of them is great because you, I mean, to even just have a publication for teens um, to kind of read about themselves and read about their, like, awkwardness and read about kind of, uh, and, like, kind of just be educated in, in some way, even if some of it was, like, bad education. Yeah. Um, you know, it's kind of, it's, yeah, it's like a girl's process. Oh, yeah, no, it's just like a girl's process. I think that, you know, what you're saying is, and it, you guys mentioned it before, like the legitimacy in your article, you mentioned the legitimacy of the, of the information in these, in these pieces. And you do have to take them with a grain of salt. And some of them were v- really valuable. And when we're going through them, there, um, there's a ton of, you know, helpful information in, 
and then there's also a ton of very contradictory information. Um, and actually, we found something interesting about YM is that the year before the magazine went under was when it banned diet ads, mm-hmm. and that was 2004. Two. 2002. 2002. Oh, really? Yeah, it was only 2002, yeah. and then they went under the next year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah which oh, is- yeah, so it was just starting to, like, try to, like, amend... Um, image or kind of try to like proactively be um or be proactive and like you know showing a certain image you know it was probably um there were probably little things that they were trying to kind of um adjust along the way yeah Um, Mm -hmm. did you find out like why they was it readership um i was the reason of it i think well they were bought out by Cosmo. Con, Cosmo. Yeah. And Con, Condon. Right. Yeah, Condon, and yeah. And then they, they actually, well, from what we read, they bought it to actually uh, buy it out and shut it down so that it wouldn't compete with, is it team? Cosmo Girl. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Yeah, so, and I also think maybe the shift to online publications started happening around that time as well. So, I mean, that's kind of the decline okay. of the magazine anyway, where things go digital. But, um, yeah, it's... Uh, yeah, I remember, like, I remember, like, shifting more towards 17 than YM. And mm-hmm. I, I don't remember why. I, maybe I felt like YM was a little too young yeah, when I was, yeah. like, growing um, growing up in 17. was a little more edgy, mm-hmm. a little edgier. And, like, like, I think it had, like, more sex articles and things like that. Mm-hmm. So I just started reading more of that. And I think canceled my YM subscription. Yeah. And <laughs> I was just getting 17 at one point. Well, what's interesting, too, is the the content between, because like, we've had enough of these magazines that we can sort of gauge, you know, the sort of me- overall message or, or whatnot. But a lot of the YM magazines are obviously read or targeted at it um, probably, even though it's teen, I would say even preteen, because I remember reading them when I was probably like 12 or 13, um, probably up to like 16. And then, like you said, going more towards like, Cosmo or Seventeen or Cosmo Girl and these kind of older magazines, but a lot of the the information again. If you're having a twelve year old read these magazines, say as your youngest reader, and there's diet ads when you're in a place where you're having you know body changing issues. body issues and things like that, you know, it's just it's. I think it's really interesting to see that change and like you had mentioned, the empowerment of of women, especially young women, at a time in your in your life where these are some of the most formative years for body image and uh, self esteem and um, things like that. So, right, exactly, yeah. So, I think we might want to pull something a little special out of the vault for you. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, just so you know, like a lot of the quizzes that that we come across, as you know, they're I'm sure you've seen, they're very 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 shallow. <laughs> um some of the ones and they're all focused on guys. They're very heteronormative. They're all like, you know, what what's your guy snagging style? How do you rate as a first date? Do you hide your true self from guys? Um but we were able to find one quiz that we thought might suit this conversation. Yeah. Cool. All right, Clover. So the title of this is, Are You a Bimbo? <laughs> <laughs> like that word is not even used. I feel like that's so, like, married It's children. so it's, dated. It's so dated. Yeah. It's like dits. It's, you know, yeah. Which was kind of a... 
thing in the 90s where it was kind of cute and funny, but now it's, it's yeah. very dated. Anyways. Yeah. Um, so there's only about 10 questions. Yeah. And we'll run yeah. it through with you, and hopefully we don't hurt your feelings in the end. <laughs> <laughs> right. Let's see. Let's see if... Okay. See if you're a bimbo or not. Okay. So you think you can spot them. Fab faces, hot bods, no brains. But haven't we all acted like complete dingbats at least once? Before shedding, shredding that next clueless wonder to bits, see where you rate on the mental muscle meter. Okay. A way popular hottie with a killer grin offers you a private tour of his bedroom. You say, ew, get real, slimeball. B, sorry, dude, I'm not into interior decorating. Or C, can I see your teddy bear, too? Okay, B, <laughs> the teddy bear. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's kind of a rare, that's an opportunity I wouldn't pass up. Like, <laughs> <laughs> At that age, I'm, like, really crushing on them. And, you know, there's, like, that little rebel streak. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I'm not supposed to be in, the, in your room, whatever. Yeah. Yeah, I would ask. By the way, when we were waiting for you to call, it felt like we were waiting for our crush to call us. We were so nervous and excited <laughs> waiting by the phone. <laughs> it's like waiting for yeah, your crush to call you on the landline. Oh, I, didn't, I Yeah, I miss that feeling, just waiting for phone to ring and then well sometimes it wouldn't so that has not missed that feeling yeah exactly not either no just reminded me of it okay which of the following games requires the most concentration a chess b soccer c spin the bottle (laughs) uh chess Okay. <laughs> Definitely. The bottle is, I mean, I guess you have to think about, like... Where it's going to uh, land. <laughs> you're right. Like, what you're going to do when it, like, you know, if it lands on this person, like, what, how fearful do I have to be? Like, if your anxiety changes. Or, like, who do you yeah. not look in the eye when it's spinning? <laughs> yeah, and who right. do you look at deeply? <laughs> yeah. That's definitely the most... Uh, is A, a huge disgrace, B, a major bummer, C, a mega improvement. Time to do a victory tour at the mall. Shakespearean tragedy, B, a steamy Jackie Collins paperback, C, in grade school. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I guess this was for, like, teens, but it's weird as an adult. Yeah. Right. I would say B because, um, because, yeah, at that age, I did read a lot of, um, like, uh, like, romance novels. Harlequin romance novels? Like, (laughs) <laughs> yeah, like YA stuff. Yeah, and I, I read uh, like Sweet Valley High and kind of. Oh my god, I love Sweet Valley. <laughs> yeah, I love it. And the Babysitters Club. Yeah, the older you got, you know, like that kind of fourteen-ish age or whatever, when you needed like more adult content. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I 
I was reading that. (laughs) I love that because I think when I look back to the books I was reading when I was an early teen, it was really inappropriate, like flowers in the attic, which I should have never been reading. (laughs) Who gave that to me? Why did I read it? (laughs) Yeah, I love that book too. Yeah, me too. Don't tell me. Yeah. All right, number five. Your entire wardrobe revolves around your A, black cardigan, B, white tiny tee, C, hot pink tube top. Ooh. <laughs> uh, B, because I love, it's the closest to crop tops, and I love crop tops. So The tiny tee? Yeah. Tiny, okay. tiny tee, yeah. Like, crop tops in the summer are crucial. I feel like I should move into the crop top city. <laughs> like, I could run for mayor, maybe, but, like, you'd be a tough, like, competitor, but I might get into it. Yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, it's so. crowded there, but... <laughs> <laughs> All right, number six. Who's your one true actress idol? Claire Danes, Jennifer Aniston, RuPaul. I'd say RuPaul. Mm, actress. Um, Claire Danes, I would probably pick because I love Romeo and Juliet. Oh, yeah, such a great <laughs> and, movie. Yeah, I was kind of, I watched it in class, um, and then, like, I was, like, obsessed with it, so... Um, I, that's not like that's kind of like an answer that's like that, that's the best answer I'm so yeah. sorry well there's not many options else, here <laughs> yeah, this, this sort of summarizes yeah. everything we were saying about the magazine yeah. right exactly it's like oh those are the only options but yeah, yeah I would pick her yeah. alright alright so your dream dude is a guy who's bright sensitive well read and supportive Broad-shouldered, confident, and funny. Really, really tan. <laughs> That's so Jersey Shore. Um, <laughs> a, I, yeah, a smart, sensitive. Yeah. Well read. Entirely important to someone who's a writer. I, I, I assume. Yeah. Although, I mean, at, in my teens, I probably would have picked me because that was, you know, that would have been like the more appealing, like alluring answer. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, you didn't care it. if guys read when you were, like, 15 years old. Why, why can't you be funny and well-read? I'm funny and well-read. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there's only... There's, there's, these are, like, the categories, right? And then if you're tan, you have no characteristics <laughs> at all, which is actually accurate, if you think about it. Like a Chad. Right, like a no, Chad. There's no room for anything else. Yeah. yeah. Ridiculous. Number nine, yikes, there's a loud noise coming from your car engine. You A, pull over, pop the hood, and try to fix the problem yourself. B, stop off at the nearest service station and flash your cutest smile at the mechanic. C, crank up those funky radio tunes. <laughs> um, B. <laughs> okay. Because I am, I am not good with cars. And that's happened to me before, and I've just been lost. Like, I've had to get somebody to help me. (laughs) I'm turning 30 this year, and I just got my driver's license. This is the perks of living in a city. (laughs) Well, first of all, I just turned 37, and I got my driver's license three years ago. So, (laughs) Yeah, you don't really have to drive here. I was living in Queens in the suburbs, so I was, um, I drove, like, at 17. And so, I, but I didn't learn a lot about, like, how cars work, so... I would always get, sadly, there was always, like, some guy that I had to get to, like, fix if I I was, like, on the road to, like, help me with, even, like, uh, if I had a flat tire once and somebody had to help me, like, pump it up 
I was like, oh, where's the spare? <laughs> I still do that with my bike because I'm lazy. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, B. B. Yeah. All right. And the last one, your future's riding on A, your intense drive, mega creativity, and sharp wit. B, your bubbly personality, nonstop energy, and ability to make friends fast. C, your state's lottery. <laughs> Don't lie to us. Uh, okay. <laughs> Definitely A. Yeah. A. All right. I mean, okay, Clover, I so I'm adding up your score. And five, Three. Five. A total of five. All right. Zero to nine. Da bomb. Congrats, girl. Or should we call you doctor girl? You think before you talk and you look before you walk. Yep, your mental muscles get lots of exercise and that's what makes you strong and super sexy. For a real challenge, adopt a ditz and help her get a clue. Oh my God. Way to ruin the end of that, you know? Thank God you weren't a bimbo. Yeah, I cannot believe doctor girl. Right? You can tell everyone that you officially PhD'd here. I have a PhD in teen quiz magazines. Wow. Oh my God. All you have to do is like be slightly smart and you're like doctor level. Yeah. I know. I always tell people when people ask me questions, I say, I'm not a doctor. I don't know. (laughs) But now I know a doctor. So I'll just forward them over to you. (laughs) Dr. Hope. Yeah. Do that. Psychiatrist is in. Yeah. That sounds good. Yeah. That does sound good. It does sound good. Amazing. All right. Well, I want to thank you. I'm glad I made it through that. <laughs> oh, yeah, me too. That would have been really bad for all of us otherwise. <laughs> I didn't want to take it myself, so I'm glad you did. <laughs> I want to yeah. thank you so much for joining us. I really appreciate that you took the time to sit down and have a call with us in the telephone room. And um, I want to let everybody know that you guys can follow Clover Hope on Twitter at Clovito, C-L-O-V-I-T-O. And you can also follow the Girly Mags podcast. Yeah, our Instagram handle is girly.mags. You can also find our podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, or through the Buns Podcast Network. That's B-U-N-Z Podcast Network. Or Zed for our Canadian listeners. (laughs) And uh, yeah, it was such a pleasure talking with you. Um, I hope we can do this again. Thank you so much. It was great. Thanks for inviting me. Thanks, Clover. Have a great day. Bye. Buns is a lot of things to a lot of people. For some, it's a place to find jobs or homes. For others, it's a resource for recommendations or to keep their finger on the pulse of their communities. It's also the home of the world's most vibrant, bartering network. Overall, Buns is a city network, connecting you with friends you haven't made yet to get the best out of your urban living.